The horizon is wide and the highway is calling. That means it's time for another episode of American Road Trip Talk. I'm your host, Gary Mance, with a welcome and an invitation to travel the byways and back roads of yesteryear, searching for America in every incomparable mile. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen. Glad to have you along for the ride. Glad to be working alongside Nathan Miller, our producer. This is American Road Trip Talk. We'll be back with the interview right after this. In western Nebraska, Sydney used to be known as the toughest town on the tracks. Today, Sydney is home to family-owned restaurants and vibrant downtown full of unique shops. Plan your trip to Sydney and learn more at visitsydneyne.com. Make this picture perfect in Oregon's Mount Hood territory. Get into history's interactive side on the Heritage Trail. Meet baby animals on farm loops and visit vineyards on the new wine trail. Plan your trip today at mounthoodterritory.com. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days. And I want to bring attention to a life-saving product called Alert Drops. Drowsy driving is one of the most catastrophic problems in America, and Alert Drops will stop it. What is Alert Drops? Alert Drops is a simple spray on the tongue made out of citric acid, sour lemon, and water, a simple spray on the tongue, nothing in your system, and you're naturally awake, naturally alert. Go to alertjobs.com. Very important. Go to alertjobs.com and stay safe. Are we there yet? That's not a question you'll be hearing while cruising around Nevada. That's because here in the road trip capital of the USA, that old cliche about it being the journey that matters more is actually legit. In Nevada, you can kick back in a crowdless state or national park. Gaze up at some of the nation's darkest, most star-studded skies. Meander among the world's oldest living trees. Have your breath stolen by the crystal clear waters of Lake Tahoe. All along the way, you will find the kinds of iconic, wide-open highways where road trip dreams are made. For insider tips about Nevada road trips and unexpected Silver State destinations, Order your free Nevada magazine and visitor guide today at TravelNevada.com slash travel dash guides. There's a reason they invented the internet. It's called 1150kknw.com. Welcome back to American Road Trip Talk. In this last episode of the year, Mark Green is back. He joins us to memorialize several highly esteemed gentlemen of the automotive world who passed away in 2023. Each leaves a beautiful legacy and all will be sorely missed. Mark Green has been a fan of the show, a friend of the show. He feels like one of those personal friends I just have yet to meet face to face. But I enjoy him here on air and through the miracle of Zoom, we can see each other too. Mark Green, welcome once again. Gary, it is the end of the year. How did that go by so fast? You know, I say that every year and my loved ones do. I don't know because after all, we all have the great equalizer and that is the ability, the privilege of living one day at a time. Well, absolutely. And you know, there's a great quote by uh, Abraham Lincoln who said, in the end, it's not the years in your life that count. It's the life in your years. And he was right. He was absolutely right about that and so many other things. Mark, you know, I thought maybe we should go chronologically in remembering, in particular, six giants of the automotive industry, six automotive enthusiasts, to borrow your term, who (laughs) have made great contributions, and they do leave beautiful legacies each in their own way. 
Well, absolutely. I, I love to call my guests inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and all of these gentlemen were. When you've done as many interviews as I have, which at the end of this year, I'm at 2,449. Wow. You, you get to talk to a lot of people, but sadly, that means at the end of each year, there's a few that have passed on. And I, I really appreciate the opportunity to share some of these individuals because they are heavy hitters in the industry. And I guess we should just take it away. Absolutely. And let's do it chronologically. All right. We'll start with Robert Ingram. He passed back in March. Um, Bob Ingram was uh, a general partner at Hatteras Venture Partners. He was a venture capitalist, a firm that invested in early life stage science companies. So his life was about helping people and saving lives. And prior to joining Hatteras, he was CEO of Glaxo Welcome, huge, huge company in that industry. But his passion was for automobiles, and it spanned his entire life. And his success in business enabled him to afford to collecting cars, more specifically Porsches, which, uh, of course, you know, Gary, is my mark of choice. I love Porsches. And he created something called the Ingram Collection, uh, which was focused on preserving automotive history. But he believed in not just parking cars in a garage and going and enjoying them for himself. He believed in sharing these cars, driving them, taking them out into the public, sharing these vehicles and the incredible history with people. And he often took his cars to car shows. He showed them at um, encore events, went on tours with them. Uh, it was even a book that was created by Michael Furman, who's a wonderful photographer who's been a guest on Cars. Yeah, it was uh, called Porsche Unexpected. And many of his cars were featured in that book. It was a collaboration with Randy Leffingwell, who was another wonderful past guest on the show, who has written some wonderful books. And Bob's son, Cam, who later came onto the show, um, he is carrying on the legacy. They created something called Road Scholars. And this is an organization back east that takes old cars, restores them, preserves them, not only for other people, but for themselves. And they take these cars to events around the world. So the fact that Bob was the kind of guy that didn't just tuck his toys away, he brought them out to play. And today, Cam continues to expand on his father's legacy of driving, sharing, restoring, and enjoying old cars. Uh, Bob had a, I asked all my guests at the end of the show, and he had a wonderful parting words of advice. It is your family and friends that are far more important than fame and fortune. And coming from a gentleman of his stature, not only in the world of business, but in the world of collecting, he had it figured out. And I'll tell you, I ran into Bob many times at car events that I attend across the country. He always would walk up, he would remember your name, he'd smile, he'd shake your hand, ask you how you were doing, ask how your kids were doing. I'm always like, how's this guy remember all of this? Uh, he, he was a power hitter, power player, and uh, he'll be so sorely missed. Sorely missed, and Mr. Ingram also reminds me of a couple of things. First of all, that people can be giants of one industry and maybe even another based on their passions. It's great to be interested in more than one thing. And I admire the single-mindedness of many people, many leaders, many giants in their various fields of interest. But there, in many cases, there is something that they really, at some moments, would rather be doing. So they tend to business. And then when they get the opportunity, they pursue their passions. 
Well, for sure. They had a catastrophe at one of their collection facilities where the building next door had a gas leak. And the building, which was an old brick building, blew up. And it dan- the whole roof caved in on all these incredible cars. And you'd think, oh, my gosh, it's over. But nope, the Ingrams have a different attitude about things. You know what? We'll rebuild. And several of those cars, in a very short time, they completely restored them and ended up bringing them to the lawn at Pebble Beach during the big Concours week. And nobody could believe that the cars that were just buried in rubble and blown up were actually back on the lawn in such a short period of time. But that showed the persistence and can-do attitude of Bob Ingram. So we'll miss That's him. the second thing. If you've got these wonderful automobiles, why let them collect dust in a museum or a garage when you can get them out on the road and you can share them. That's part of the joy, a big part of it. It really is. You know, I've always been picky with my cars and every time I've sold one, I've looked at my wife, Jill, and I said, why did I save that car for that guy? Why didn't I enjoy that more? So it's a great lesson. Take the things that you love and go out and share them and use them. And that leads me to the next person that we're gonna talk about who is Alex Finnegan. Alex Finnegan was the sales manager and he was an integral part of the team at Paul Russell and Company where they restore, maintain really some of the finest historic vehicles in the world. Paul Russell and his team and his business partner, Alex, they make the creme de la creme. Their cars are just magnificent. And Alex came to be a guest on the show. I ended up becoming his friend. I would see him at events. He's another one of those that would come up, shake your hand, say hello, felt like you were with an old friend. And they do all sorts of things at this uh, uh, this car show, but or car restoration facility, I should say. They do a lot of things that car shows do. But what Alex was is he was really kind of the face at the front. Um, and he was the one that would greet everybody, bring people in, share the cars. He was always pulling the cars off the trailer and so forth. Um, they would go to all these different events. And Alex was a guy that got bit by the car bug way back in 1959 when he was a little boy. He always wanted to work on and play with cars, and he teamed up with Paul Russell and became kind of the the business manager's guy side of the business. They're located in Essex, Massachusetts, and Alex was one of these guys that was just friends with everybody, and we lost him way too young in his life. It was a real big surprise to a lot of people. It's like, what? That can't? Alex is gone? How can that be? because he made such an impact on everybody that he came across. But again, it was that sharing attitude. He would let kids jump in the car and sit in the cars. He took me for some rides in some cars. And he was one of those guys that, again, he was across the country like you are to me, Gary. But I always felt like when I saw him, I was with an old friend, and he had that way about him. And his vigor for life really relates to his parting words of advice when he was a guest on my show. Old cars need to be driven. Life is short. Enjoy yourself. And when you think about Alex being taken from us way too soon, boy, is that not the truth. You really need to think about remembering those words so that in this new year, you get out and you do things. You do those things he always said you're going to do. I always say do them now because we don't know how short life can be. And most importantly, we've got to enjoy ourselves. And if you can take people along and share that joy with them like he did with the cars they restored and the joy they brought their customers, Alex lived a very good life. I also think that uh, there's a principle here that it's easier to succeed 
and even to succeed big time if you know how to deal with people, to make them feel, to genuinely make others feel like they are your friends. Well, yeah, that's key, isn't it? Uh, I just was very fortunate to have Jay Leno on my podcast. I've been trying to get him on my show for nine years. And his parting words of advice were, just be nice. And you can hear Jay's voice, just be nice. You know, the way he talks, yes. uh, it's pretty It's pretty simple. Peter Vincent uh, was the next person I want to talk about today. We lost him in June. Really incredible story because for years I had this wonderful photograph of this old car parked on the Bonneville Salt Flats. And it wasn't even a car that I was into, but the image was so powerful that I framed it and I put it above my desk. Little did I know, years later, I would have a podcast and Peter Vincent, the man that snapped that picture, would be a guest on my show and I would get to know him as a friend. He was an artist, an author. He was a master photographer who'd been working 40 years of photographic art, combining it with the subculture and land speed racing and the pop culture of the American hot rod scene. He was so big into that really the history of that and the people. He was a regular on the Salt Flats every August for Speed Week. And if you've ever seen pictures or been to the Salt Flats, it's a very stunning location. Just miles of salt and blue skies surrounded with mountains. Uh, he's published uh, numerous books. Uh, his automobile work has been displayed on museums across the country, still is, including many permanent collections. And he wrote several books. One was called Bonneville Salt Flats, 20 Years of Photography that was released back in 2013. He wrote another book called Rolling Bones, which was a walk through hot rod history, which is an integral part of the United States car culture. Uh, his images were published in many magazines. Um, his iconic seven coupes photograph, and you can Google that and see what we're talking about here, uh, was taken in 2002 and appeared on many magazines, in magazines and on covers. Um, he was just one of these guys that was just real raw and authentic. And when you talked to him, you felt like you were talking to a piece of history when it came to the car culture. His parting words of advice when I spoke to him were, find your passion and do it. Enjoy what you're doing and never stop learning. And Peter did. He, he walked his talk. That's the way he lived his life. He loved that era of old cars. His photography will endure forever. And I'm happy to say that image just hanging in my home now, along with several others of his. And every time you call him and talk to, to Peter, he you know, he just felt like, oh, I'm calling my old car buddy. We're in the garage talking about cars. What are you doing at Bonneville this year? Uh, he was just such a magical person. So people that have that history and bring it forward. I would encourage, encourage young people, go meet these old people and talk to them about their lives because you can learn so much. So the great Peter Vincent, he'll be missed for sure. And who does that bring us to next? Well, another massive heavy hitter named Reeves Callaway. Uh, Reeves passed in July. Uh, he was the founder of Callaway Cars, Callaway Engineering, Callaway Carbon, Callaway Competition. Uh, this guy is just insane when it comes to how to move fast in life. He was like a supercharger or a turbocharger on steroids. His life story was so expansive um, that I did actually two shows with him because as we started talking, it just went on and on and on. Uh, his life story was so expansive that uh, uh, in 1977, you go back, he and his team provided driving enthusiasts with uh, 
what they call maximum satisfaction by taking specialty vehicles and making them even better. So imagine a Corvette or a big block engine, and then he would take them and put his magic touch on them, and you had an incredibly fast, powerful car. Um, he was uh, a champ champion SECA Formula V racing. He was a driving instructor, a designer, a builder. Uh, the Callaway brand is really iconic, especially his relationship with Chevrolet. Um, and his company lives on today. It didn't pass with him. And if you heard that word Callaway before relating to golf, well, that was his dad. And if you listen to my talk about him, you'll learn about where this attitude of I can do it and never give up came from for Reeves because that's what his dad did. He retired and then created Callaway Golf, which has today grown to be one of the biggest golf companies in the world. Um, his parting words were always try and be grateful for the people you know and have been influenced by. And Reeves touched many, many people. He was really, really a magical guy. And he was one of these people after, and I've interviewed so many people that you get off the phone, you feel a relationship with people. But I felt like when I hung up, I wanted him to be my best buddy. I wanted to keep talking to him because he was just so incredible. He had so much just power in his vigor in life. So uh, Reeves Calloway, yeah, he left a big hole in the car world, but it's still here today. His name will live on forever, for sure. I'm quite sure. I am curious, though, as time permits, Mr. Calloway, what was his connection with Chevrolet, particularly? Why Chevrolet? Well, he would take the Chevrolet sports cars in particular, but all the cars. But I think he just, he knew that they built a very solid foundation and he was all about the engine. And so he would take their engines and modify and do things. We've all heard about the term crate engine. Uh, you can do that. You can buy this from other marks as well, where you buy a crate engine, you can put it into some car, but you can put your magic on it, make it even more special. And that's what Reeves did. So Chevrolet was just one of these things that, for him, was a good starting platform, but he went on to build all sorts of different Callaway cars. Um, all of them are traded and sold um, in high-dollar areas. And with that name, Callaway, I mean, it just it, it should rhyme with performance because that's what he was all about. A life well-lived, as with the others. Yes. The next now, guest. I'm, I'm interested in this one because there, this is a friendship. This has a personal touch to it in particular. I was reading what you sent me prior to okay. uh, right after we scheduled this interview. And I thought fascinating. A gentleman named Paul DeCruz. Yes. I tell you, Paul DeCruz is a person that makes a podcaster's work fulfilling. Paul had been a listener of my podcast for a long time. And he reached out to me and he said, hey, you know, I'm Paul DeCruz. I'm a car guy. I work in a different industry than cars, but I love cars. I, I think at the time he had five or six cars in his collection. He lived in Northern California up near the wine country. He said, I want to help you in any way I can. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, any way I can. Is there anything you need any help with? And it forged a friendship that went for years. He would call me almost every month. We would talk about things. He was a salesperson. I'm not good at being a salesperson. So he would help guide me through that process of how to sell. Uh, for me, it's all about selling advertising, just like any radio show. And he just became a good friend. He even invited my wife and I up to uh, visit him in the wine country. He had this, this thing. It was a Jeep, a vintage Jeep that he called Paul's Tipsy Taxi. And he would take you on a ride to all the different wineries for wine tastings and so forth. 
He was real big on uh, cars like BMWs and Porsches. When he would buy a car, he'd call me and say, guess what I bought? I want to talk to you about this. He started a huge group in the Bay Area uh, about BMW M3s, uh, put on a huge show, one of the biggest uh, that ever existed. He raised money for children with disabilities. He was all about giving back. He was just one of these people that all of a sudden I found this friend. And here's the sad part. I never met him in person. All these years we were friends, and I never had the chance to get up and meet him. And it goes back to, you know what? Take that moment to go do stuff because you never know. You might lose this friend. And Paul was quite a young man when we lost him. So it was quite a shock when I heard that he had passed away. I was like, what? Can't be Paul. No, can't be Paul. Again, so I guess what we learn from these things is take the time to go do things with people because you don't know when you're going to have that time back. Uh, Paul's parting words of wisdom were, if you're going to sell a car, buy a new set of floor mats for that vehicle. And I have to laugh at that because Paul was this very practical guy. He bought and sold cars all the time. I mean, his car, his collection was just moving all the time. And his whole idea was practicality and how to sell. If you put a new set of car mats in your car, it looks like a new car, even when it's not. So Paul was a pretty smart guy. (laughs) And I love the idea of Paul's tipsy taxi. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, get a little choked up when I talk about Paul. Um, yeah. It, again, it was his way. He liked to take people out and have a good time. Paul's tip taxi. So, Paul, we're thinking about you. And remember that tip about the floor mats. <laughs> yeah. You know, it really is a good tip, too, because so many times you go look at a used car and you look in the floor and you go, ah, that looks terrible. But With a new set of floor mats, it gives the instant concept that this person really cares about their vehicle and I should buy it. So there you go. Lastly is another massive heavy hitter on this list. Uh, Anybody in the car world knows the name Peter Mullen. He passed in September. Peter is the co-founder and chairman uh, uh, of the board of M Financial Holdings Incorporated. Uh, It was a network of independent firms that served the financial and life insurance needs of corporations and executive, hugely successful man in business. But his lifelong romance with the automobile, particularly French automobiles, culminated in the Mullen Automotive Museum in Oxnard. And if you've not been to this museum, you're up in the L.A. area, you've got to go see it because these cars are things that you only see on the lawns at places like Pebble Beach and a million other fine Concours events around the world. He owned one of the finest collections of French cars in the world, and his museum was a tribute to these cars in a spectacular setting for the public to enjoy. You can go to their website and see many of these cars. He sat on the board of the uh, famous Peterson Automobile Museum, uh, numerous other organizations and universities. In 2015, um, Automobile Magazine electing, elected him as Man of the Year, for being the driving force of the newly redesigned Peterson Automotive Museum. And if you've been there of late, it looks pretty wild and crazy. He even donated $15 million to the Art Center College of Design, which is a university known for putting out car designers. He was one of these guys that when you talked to him, he had so many different interests beyond cars, architecture, art, all sorts of things. And he was just really a renaissance man is the way I would describe Peter Mullen. His parting words of advice relate to what he loved about cars, and that was authenticity. He said, think carefully 
before you restore a car because it's only original once. He loved cars that were all original. It isn't to say he didn't share his cars and take them and drive them and use them. But the cars that he collected and the lives that he touched, and I can't even count how many times he won on lawns like Pebble Beach and and others, just spectacular. Uh, So Peter's passing was just, he's one of these people that you go, how could Peter not be around? I mean, he's just been around forever. And when you go back and think about uh, the first gentleman that we talked about, Robert Ingram, it's the same kind of thing. It's like Bob's around forever. How how could he not be with us? But I, I guess, Gary, what we've learned from today's talk is, yeah, we're not here forever. So make the best of every day. I had a guest on the show recently that is a magical man by the name of Bob Gurr. He's one of the first Imagineers that Walt Disney ever hired. Bob is 92. Check out his Instagram page. The guy's a firecracker. And he said, you get one free life. Use yours right up to your last gasp. Good words, right? Those are words to live by. Yeah. Yeah, pretty magical. Uh, and if you missed my talk on Cars Yeah with Bob Gurr, you got to go listen. Again, this guy's 92. If I had that much energy every day, I'd be pretty fortunate. This guy's a firecracker. Follow him on Instagram because he never stops. It took me four months to get an interview with him because every day he has something going on. It's not like retirement to him is not sitting around. That's for sure. Mark Green, thank you once again for a stellar visit in memoriam of automotive greats who have passed in 2023 and great examples for us all. Thank you so much, Mark. I hope we will talk on these airwaves again soon. Absolutely. Happy New Year to you, Gary, and everybody out there. Make the best of it. Happy New Year to you as well. Have a great 2024, Mark. Thanks, my friend. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to American Road Trip Talk, along with Thomas and Becky Rep, co-founders of American Road Magazine. We remind you to visit our website, AmericanRoadMagazine.com, to preview the current issue. Until next time, dream well and drive safely on the American Road. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure.